All right, good afternoon. Um, we're here at the 11th Annual Capital Link New York Maritime Forum. Uh, my name is Richard Brand. I'm the co-head of the corporate department at Kedwalader, Wickersham & Taft, which is a global law firm uh, that serves many clients in the global shipping industry. Uh, today we're joined uh, by Ted Jaddick, who's a shipping industry uh, veteran. Um, he has spent the, uh, most of his career at DNB Bank, and the last nine years uh, he's headed uh, DNB uh, Markets, which is DNB's U.S.-based investment bank. Um, good, uh, good afternoon, Ted. Welcome. Pleasure to be here. Nice meeting you. All right. Um, let's uh, get into the interview. Uh, uh, equity raising activity has been low uh, in the shipping industry. Uh, do you think that uh, equity capital markets are going to be open again to the shipping industry anytime soon? Anytime soon. That's the uh, that that's the mm -hmm. that's the key part of that question. Uh, I definitely think equity uh, markets will be available and open to shipping companies. Uh, personally, I do think it'll be sooner rather than later. Um, and there's there's a couple reasons for that. Uh, the main one being that I really believe the the fundamentals in 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 most shipping sectors uh, continue to improve. Uh, I said earlier today that you you uh, you had a, a very benign supply side. Uh, that's typically been shipping's uh, Achilles heel. Uh, and I think that really positions the, the different sectors uh, in, in, in a pretty positive way. Um, you've got some real distortion in the marketplace right now, uh, which I think is unfortunate in a way because I think it takes investors' eyes off, off the fundamentals. Uh, but I do think the fundamental story is you know, continuing to strengthen. Uh, and I'm, and I'm, 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 I'm pretty confident that will get that will get investors uh, interested, uh, paying attention again, and 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 being ready to to commit some new capital. And, and what what do you think? Uh, what are the elements that you think investors uh, are looking for with respect to uh, you know shipping companies? What what makes them Wall Street material? Right. Um, well, uh, I, I really think there's several. I think quite important criteria. Obviously, quality management. Um, uh, transparency and competitive cost structure, tr transparency around the cost structure, um, the market cap, the, the liquidity in the share uh, is, is a huge driver. Uh, you know, we, we increasingly see, uh, you know, the, the big traditional mm -hmm. long-only uh, funds um, who, who have invested in shipping over the years and, and are still invested today, but they really are um, not interested in owning a share that they can't you know, buy and sell uh, on, a, on, a, on a liquid platform. Uh, so I think that, that, that's, that's really a key element. Um, I personally think companies that have a, a strong shareholder um, uh, have some kind of a competitive advantage. I don't mm -hmm. think it's an absolute requirement, um, but I, I do think it can, it can be an added benefit. What, what, what do you mean by a strong shareholder? Do you mean a large shareholder or a, a shareholder yeah, sorry. with a reputation? Right. Yeah. It, so what I mean when founder. I say yeah, what I, what I mean when I say that is really the, mm -hmm. the, the shipping person in the in, mm -hmm. in, in, in the in the in the management uh, in the management mm -hmm. uh, executive office, um, the guy who owned the business and took it public, uh, but but somebody who really has a meaningful stake um, and and has demonstrated over time. Uh, the the you know the kind of necessary uh, elements of, of being a successful ship owner. Unlike the equity capital markets, which have been slow in the shipping space, uh, debt issuances have you know we've, we're seeing more of them. There's more activity on the debt side. Mm -hmm. um, why do you think that is? 
I, I think, you know, I think it's very much driven by the fact that we are in a, a low interest rate environment and you have fixed income investors who are looking for yield and shipping companies can offer an attractive risk profile within a certain pricing level. Um, that's, that, that's, that's really point one. The second is that as the banks have receded, uh, generally speaking, from, from being the primary providers of debt capital to the industry, you know, other, other sources have had to, had to fill that void. Um, I think over the last five to seven years in particular, uh, you've seen the development of the Norwegian bond market, which is a, an interesting alternative to the kind of traditional U.S. high yield uh, bond market. Uh, and it's become a much more, I would say, open uh, and, and active uh, market for, you know, for companies within the shipping and the energy and, and, and offshore, offshore spaces. Mm -hmm. So, so in the, in the mid-2000, uh, in the mid-aughts, uh, you know, the New, York, uh, the New York market in particular was really booming uh, with, uh, with shipping and issuances, both debt and equity. Yes. Um, since then, you're seeing, uh, you know, shipping transactions, uh, capital raising transactions in a number of other key markets, Oslo, Hong Kong, Singapore. Um, given that this is the, uh, the New York Mar Maritime Forum, how do you think New York compares currently to some of those other markets? And, um, you know, what does New York have to, uh, you know, have to do to remain competitive in an increasingly global landscape? Well, I think, you know, New York, the U.S. capital market is the deepest. Uh, and, and, and I think investors, uh, sorry, issuers, when they consider where they might want to list their, list their shares or raise debt, um, I think they have to pay attention to the liquidity and the depth uh, that's available in this marketplace. Um, you know, I don't think it's a question of, of investors in the U.S., what do they have to do differently to maintain their competitiveness? I, th I think mm -hmm. if, 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 if they believe a company is, is offering a, a, uh, an interesting equity investment uh, profile or an interesting credit profile, uh, I think they will, uh, you know, they will support it. When I look at some of the other geographies uh, or locations that you mentioned, you know, I think Oslo is it's obviously one mm -hmm. we're familiar with as a Norwegian bank. Um, strong shipping culture, strong shipping infrastructure, uh, and I think that's attractive to a lot of people. And, and, and around that infrastructure has, you know, over time obviously uh, developed a, a, a more sophisticated investor base, you know, with, with a focus and, and knowledge of those sectors. Probably a higher knowledge of, of the sectors than, that the, than the typical U.S. investor here would have. You also have a very, you know, active and, 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 and yeah, active uh, kind of high net worth individual mm -hmm. and retail component in that market, which, which can be brought to bear in, in, uh, in both debt and equity uh, issues. Hong Kong, I, I'm not that knowledgeable about the Hong Kong market. Um, I've spent some time in, in, in Asia. Um, I, I tend to think it's a market that is more supportive of, of companies with a real Asia-centric mm -hmm. uh, setup. Pacific Basin is a great example. They trade very well uh, on the equity side. Um, it's, it's, it's not a market I would recommend to a, a European or North American you know, company mm -hmm. without an obvious without an obvious connection mm -hmm. to, to the to the business community or, or, or geography there to to, mm -hmm. to go and, and consider raising capital. Okay, but let's talk at a least little, on the public side. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, you know participants in the um, uh, in the shipping finance market. Uh, a lot has changed in in this industry. Uh, 
as a result of the shipping crisis of yes. the last decade. Yes. And uh, and we've we've seen you know major major uh, sh you know shipping banks that have you know served the shipping industry for for decades um, pull out of the industry completely. Um, what has um, you know? What has filled that void? What has filled that vacuum? Mm -hmm. uh, what partic which participants have filled that vacuum? And do you think that uh, you know the changes that uh, that we've seen in recent years uh, are permanent, or or uh, yeah. or will, will things kind of go go back to normal? How? Are, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's a that's that's a that's a big one, um, and it's an important one. Um, I I don't think bank capacity will. Uh, ever return to the level that it uh, it was kind of at the peak uh, you know thinking about a time when you had you know banks with 40 50 60 billion dollar portfolios I think I think DNB topped out in the in the low 30s um, a number of those banks are, are gone and, and and I don't think you know anytime soon will they will they be coming back um, one of my colleagues uh, this morning on the panel said his thought was that banks will be more of an intermediary, uh, and, and I tend to agree with him. Um, what's filled, what's filled the, the place of the banks? As I said earlier, the, the bond markets have, have, have done some lifting. Um, more recently, you've seen uh, the emergence of, of, of private equity-backed uh, or hedge fund-backed uh, direct lending uh, you know, funds, in a way, uh, that have become active and, and have, 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 have played a role. Uh, obviously, the Chinese leasing product has has become uh, more more pronounced and, and active over the last couple of years. Um, my view, generally, of shipping is that it has to continue to evolve, so that it's taking, or it's 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 obtaining more of its capital, you know, from 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 institutional investors as opposed to the banks. Mm -hmm. um, the new regulations are going to come in on capital on, on the banks starting in January. Uh, going to make it much more onerous. So there's going to have to be that much more capital, uh, you know, set aside for for riskier type of lending. And I think shipping uh, falls in that category. And based on the track record, probably right, rightfully so. Um, so I, I don't, I don't think, and 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 the investments that shipping will have to be making in the future, uh, as I think we, you know, was discussed in good, good, good depth in, in a couple of the panels earlier today. Um, are going to be the type of investments that I do think are, are going to require institutional support to, uh, you know, in a meaningful way. So much information crosses your desk. I, you must have your, your fingers on the, on the pulse of the industry. Tell me about sectors. What, what sectors do you think are, are, are poised to um, improve uh, next? And which ones would you avoid, if, you, if you're willing <laughs> to say? I would avoid containers. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never... I've never, probably because I've never fully understood the business model in, in mm -hmm. the container shipping segment, but, but I, I just, I find that as a, as a sector has kind of consistently underperformed mm -hmm. and, and um, you know, the, 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 the juxtaposition of the, of the liner operators and the, and the tonnage providers, I, th I think it's, it, it's a tough one to play uh, uh, successfully as, a, as, a, as an investor. Um, the other sectors right now, as I said earlier, I think the fundamentals are are are, are improving. Uh, dry bulk's been improving for some time. Uh, now we start to see the fundamentals on the tanker market already, you know, mm -hmm. coming from earlier this year. Uh, and again, the, the 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 relatively benign order books, the um, the uh, 
I think the, the regulatory environment that will accelerate some scrapping uh, in, 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 in all sectors will, will help. Um, and again, I think as we heard this morning, you know, new buildings are not in favor. Um, you know, investors don't like them. Company managements don't really like them. There's a lot of uncertainty connected with new buildings today. Um, all of this tells me that, that, you know, I think fundamentally we're, we're, we're in a position where tank, product tank, dry bulk, LNG, I mean, and, and the gas side. You know, I think what gas has going that the others don't is the, you know, the clean fuel angle, the, mm -hmm. the, the ability to help start to, to, to hit those emissions targets over time, both, both for the industry, but, but you know, for, for the broader for the broader economy, so I, I, I like gas. But, but frankly, I, frankly, I kind of like them all. Mm -hmm. um, so, one except of, for containers. Okay. Um, one, of the, one of the emerging themes in, uh, I guess, in, in corporate governance and at the, at the board level, at the, uh, at the investor level, have been ESG issues, right? Um, environmental, social governance concerns. Um, to what extent does the, does the typical shipping investor care about ESG issues? I think what we see is, and I said it mm -hmm. myself this morning, I think it's an, in, it's an increasing part of the conversation, also from the investor side. Uh, you know, there have now been within shipping for at least several years, different indexes that have been uh, created mm -hmm. by, by different entities around these types of issues and the relative performance of companies in the space. Um, uh, and, and for sure, when you're talking, so, so w w we know it's definitely an issue the shipping companies are paying increasing attention to. Um, you know, are they doing it of their own volition? I think in part, yes. Are other, are other kind of forces, you know, pushing them and, and kind of all companies uh, further down that road? I think that's correct. I think the banks are a part of it. I think in the investment community will be a part of it. Um, you know, we, 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 we we take shipping companies, you know, on the road, meeting investors all the time. That's that's, you know, part of the part of part of our activity in, in, in you know, showing that we have a, a capable equity capital market franchise that we have an investor base here in the U.S. that we can, you know, we can uh, we, we can we can bring to bear in, in transactions. And you know, so we we're having we're, we're part of these dialogues, you know, virtually every day, and uh, it, it it is certainly a part of of. Of the discussion of the dialogue uh, being being raised by investors on, on, on with increasing regularity, uh, so it's it's. I think I said it's a one-way street. This is not a, you know, this mm. is not a, um, th this is not a short-term trend. This is this is the way the world is moving. Mm -hmm. uh, ship, you know, shipping, shipping, you know, shipping for a long time was able to somehow remain outside some of the major trends that were hitting corporates generally. And, and uh, I think someone earlier today, you know, said they, they had tended to be very resistant to change. Mm -hmm. This is all changing now. It, it, it's, it's becoming a much more, uh, it's a topic that everybody has to grapple with. Well, Ted, I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit about your career. You've been in the, um, serving the shipping industry for, for 30 years. And um, uh, you, you, must have, you must have seen a, seen a lot and, uh, um, I'd like to ask you, uh, why did you initially, uh, uh, what, what initially attracted you to the shipping industry and, 
what do you like about it and why have you stayed uh, stayed in it and as yep. a part of it? Okay. Well, 30, 30 years ago, you're, you're, you're mm -hmm. basically right on that number. Um, I, was, I was a young guy then. Um, and I was with an institution being a predecessor to DNB because <clears throat> my bank's been through mm -hmm. several iterations over that period of time. Um, but, but, uh, but I saw that it was a sector that the bank was committed to, uh, that the bank had a, a strong culture uh, around that, that industry. Um, back, in the, back in the main office in Oslo, uh, right up through the top management. Uh, so I, I understood it was a business that, that the bank was quite committed to. Um, and, and I had an opportunity um, at a point in time then to uh, join that team in New York. Uh, so I did, I did it then. Um, what's, what's kept me interested is uh, the bank has a leading position. Uh, the bank has, has access and over time has built access to, um, I would say, the management teams and owners of, of, of basically every meaningful shipping company there is. And, and so that, that creates a buzz. You're, you're, you're often in a position where you're, you know, you're, you're, we wanted to be a lead bank. We wanted to be the, you know, the primary bank on lending transactions. Uh, so we were just very well positioned to interact with, you know, all of those colorful personalities who, who have populated this, this industry and, and continue to populate this industry. Um, it's, a, it's an industry that I think is extremely underappreciated. Uh, by most people. Uh, they don't understand what's involved with running a ship, running a shipping company. It's hard work, it's dangerous work. Uh, you know, the men and women who work on these vessels, um, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's a tough, tough job. Um, so I thought that was, you know, very cool. Um, I think we also saw, you know, kind of as a, as a bank, that it was a, a, an industry that would have to begin transitioning the way it, it handled its it's financing and, and again move away from being so dominated by private companies and, and bank bank debt as, as kind of private uh, sorry as, as the primary sources of debt capital um, so we I think we saw that the industry would have to transition into more of a public uh, public industry and that there could be a lot of interesting things we could do if if we developed our uh, tools internally you know to kind of stay up with that and, and that's what we've tried to do you know, we've, we've, we've tried to, and, and I think we have successfully, you know, over the last, we're in 2019, over the last 15 years, and, and, and really probably more over the last eight to 10 years, I think we've built quite a, quite a successful and, 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 uh, and, and uh, investment banking value chain that really can take care of, 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 mm -hmm. of, of the client's requirements. Um, and that's exciting. Um, I think we've, you know, we've, we've, we've positioned ourselves with a platform that can compete with anybody uh, and, and probably outcompete most, if, if not all. Uh, and that's something that, you know, I think I take pride in and a lot of the other folks involved take pride in. And, um, and there's still so many more exciting opportunities and challenges ahead for the industry, again, as we heard about today, um, with, with uh, you know, all that's coming on the environmental side, on the regulatory side. Uh, again, being in a pole position, being in a position where you have, you know, a real dialogue and, and kind of trusted advisor relationship with, you know, a CEO or, or a main owner or shareholders, uh, it, it's, it's, it's just fun. It's fun and it's challenging. So. Right here. Well, thank, well, well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed uh, it. Thank you. Thanks, Ted. Thanks for the questions. Thank you. Okay.